Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome. This is Marty with Let's Talk with Marty Caldwell, and I wanted to invite you to join us today as we're going to be discussing the absent black father and how important fathers are in our life with Father's Day coming up and uh, through the rest of our life, too. That's really important. So I want to invite you today to join us with uh, Let's Talk with Marty Caldwell, and our guest today is Jamon Glover. Jamon, thank you so much for coming to the show. Oh, Mark, thanks for having me today. Well, you know what? You have, I want to give a little background. You're a graduate of Troy University, and you're a speaker, and you're an author. I've got a copy of your book here. Uh, we'll be discussing that also. Um, the book is um, How to Change Your Life in Two Hours, which is a very enticing uh, topic here. And um, you've also, you're, you're a life coach, uh, adoring minister, and um, you're married with, uh, how many children do you have? Four. Last count was four. Last count was four. Okay, well, good. Well, then you know about parenthood and fatherhood and the responsibilities, so it's a great topic for you, too. I want to invite you, too, if you have questions for me, uh, to send them over to uh, info at Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. You can send to info at Let's Talk Adoption dot com and I'd be happy to answer any of your questions you have too. Well, Jamal, let's go ahead and get right into this because you know um, today uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have this topic is because you know there was a recent study done that eighty percent of uh, the blacks in the United States are affected by a lack of a father figure in the home. Is that true? That is true. That is very true, Marty. And tell me a little bit about, um, you know, we want to discuss what we, the facts on here, but also what we can do as a community and what parents can do uh, and women can do, mothers can do in raising their boys, you know, uh, to be more responsible fathers. Why do you think that is? I'm sorry, Martin. I misunderstood your question. No problem. And what do you, why do you think the reason is that we have uh, less um, fathers involved, black fathers involved in parenting their children? Oh, wow. Great question. Great question. Um, the biggest reason, and I, do, I, did, I did a seminar not too long ago with uh, about 50 women, mm-hmm. and they were asking, you know, why were the men leaving the home? Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that came out of that, that <clears throat> seminar was respect. respect. Most men are very ego-driven and very pride-driven, mm-hmm. and we don't really command or need love like women do, but men have to have respect. Mm-hmm. And when a man doesn't feel respected, he tends to find respect where he can, and he goes there. I see. So they're leaving because, and that's interesting, so if he gives the love to the the, the wife or the you know his mate, then she will give respect to. How do, how do we come to, uh, and it's kind of a two-edged sword, because to get the respect, you've got to be the father. Exactly. And and we've got to teach our boys and girls early about love, respect, and boundaries and that type of thing. Um, where do you think this has, has broken down? And, and it's not something that just happened recently either. No. This has been happening, it's been deteriorating probably the last 30-plus years or so. And, yeah. um, from the, the heydays of the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, Woodstock and free love and the... Temptations, Pop Boys, a Rolling Stone, you know. Yeah. This thing has been building for a long time now. And I do have a little bit of good news, though. Well, let's have I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I see that the trend is starting to slow down. It's not going as fast as it once was. I think many guys now have realized that there is a responsibility when it comes to their children. 
Yes. And more, at least more of the guys that in my generation, at least, they're stepping up to the plate and they're taking more responsibility. But in the same breath, there's just as many who have followed the path that maybe didn't have a father at home. Yeah. So they don't know what it's like to have a father, so they don't know what it's like to be a father. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 uh, it's like the, they say the sins of the fathers, you know, uh, repeat. And so how do men get role models to see what a, uh, a good father is like? You know, whether black, white, purple, or green, you know, I mean, fathers in general, men in general, where do they get that when they don't have a father themselves? The biggest thing I found, um, especially when I was younger, children will tell you who they want to be around, who they like as far as their role models. Mm-hmm. For me, in my neighborhood, there was a neighborhood pastor. Uh-huh. And this pastor, he was always working in the community. He was highly respected in, in, the, in the congregation at the church. And so me personally, I wanted to be around him. Mm-hmm. So my mom made it her mission to get me around not only him, but other strong men or leaders that were in the community. Smart mother. Um, yeah. Yeah, some may have been, you know, some of my uncles or some of the, you know, one that took me to the fire station. I get to meet the firemen, and, you know, mm-hmm. she put a lot of guys in front of me that were doing positive things. And I think that's a really key to really uh, remember that, too, is that as, you know, that was one of the questions I had was, you know, what can women do that are facing, um, you know, raising children alone without fathers is to go out and find father figures. As you mentioned, your mother took you uh, to field trips and to the fire department and um, got you involved in um, the youth you know, uh, ministries and, and groups like that in front of pastors so you could see what men are like. Because women need the same thing, but we're focusing on men today. So that was a big impact for you, too. And ha- did that really help you? Do you find you're going back and remembering what these men did as fathers? Well, it, it did a lot for me. I mean, as we speak, I'm working with a group of young men now from the, one of the local um, counties. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some great things. Matter of fact, tomorrow we have a trip to um, to Washington D.C. and we're going to just take them on an outing. And I mean, because somebody gave back to me, yeah, I understand what it means to give back. That's you know, I know how I felt when I was getting it. Yeah, and so for, for for guys right now, I mean, some men are poor candidates for fatherhood. And I've written articles about this. Is you know, is your guy made out for you know, cut out for? fatherhood because you know before women start dating these guys they should probably think about that just because he's cute and he winks and he has a nice car doesn't mean he's going to make a good father um you know what can you say to the girls that are out there you know right now that are young still not attached uh when they're looking for men what kind of characteristics should they be looking for too i have uh, two daughters one is 11 and one is 12 Mm -hmm. And I tell them, because they're at the age now where little boys are trying to call the house and, mm-hmm. you know, they want to have boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And so my first rule is, no, you can't have a boyfriend. So <laughs> okay, they, we, yeah, right. we get it off the table first. Yes. But I also tell them, too, that when you talk, when, when, they, when a guy is trying to talk to you, if he doesn't respect you enough to first learn your name, mm-hmm. that's always the biggest telltale sign whether he's actually going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. But second of all, I will find out if he has a father at home. Mm-hmm. Because many times, if he didn't have a father at home, he didn't really know how to keep it. He's going to develop a little bit slower sometimes in becoming that man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, between... And then you also look at how does his mother baby him. Yeah. And how do you because find... A of, because a lot of times the mothers do. How, do you, how do you ask those questions, though? Those are tough questions. Oh, well, just in general conversation, when you're talking, hey, how, how you doing today? What was your day? 
you know, I did this, I did that. They say, well, when you need stuff, where you go get it? Do you do you go out and work in the yard, or do you earn money, or do your mom buy it, or how do you get stuff? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, simple questions like that. You find out a lot by asking simple questions. Yeah, the simple questions. The questions are the key to everything, too. What, exactly. You know, and I think that's important. I think starting from the very beginning for women raising boys also and, and also teaching them manners, please, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, and thank you, are things that I see a lot of kids that don't have that now and the parents don't enforce that. Why do you think that's so? Uh, well, I think we've become such a microwave society and so fast-paced that a lot of parents sometimes don't, consciously think about setting boundaries for their children. Mm-hmm. They kind of let them come, no holes barred, you know, go here, do this, you know, yes, please, you know, thank you. Those are kind of like the lost arts. Those right. are the things that taught us the respect for our elders, and they set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's too late for some guys that are in their 20s now to, to develop some skills uh, to be fathers, to get involved with their, 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 uh, their kids? Uh, no, I don't think it's ever really too late. I mean, as long as you both draw in breath, it's, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. It's just that once you get older and your children get older, they begin to harbor resentment toward that, that parent that's not there. Yeah. Because they see other pa- other their other friends have parents, both parents, or at least someone that's there, and they begin to have resentment toward it, especially if that father is not a part of his life on a somewhat regular basis. Right, and sometimes the, so, the, the mother or the grandmother are raising them, and they're having to work extra hard to put food on the table and uh, shelter for them, and so they see that burden on the one parent that is doing that. You know, I see a lot of resentment, and then kids get angry, too. Do you find, I've, I've heard research, too, that uh, you know, kids without a father in the home tend to get into trouble more and actually get in trouble with the law and can end up in, in jail or prison more. Have, have you heard that, too? I've heard it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. My, in fact, my wife has a, a funny little thing. She says, um, I'll be out working and I'll come home. And as soon as I walk in the door, I don't mean I don't hear anything. But she's up there. My God is home. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. I said, what did you say that for? She said, because as soon as you walk in the house, everything comes in order. Mm-hmm. Wow. When, she, when she's there, those kids, I mean, they respect her, mm-hmm. but it's something different about when daddy walks in the door. Yeah, yeah. It's a different level of respect that the kids have for dad. Yeah, and they need to have that, too. Did, um, I mean, you came from, I mean, you had the, the role models, but you didn't... Um, you didn't have the father figure in there, too. And when we come back from break, I want you to, to share a little bit about um, some tips you can give to you know grandparents uh, that are raising their kids right now and to women that can help encourage the men in their life to take, to take responsibility, too. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking right now today to Jamon um, Glover. Uh, he's an, uh, a wonderful speaker, author, life coach, and ordained minister, and he wrote a book on how to change your life, uh, your lives in two hours. And we're discussing today absent black fathers. So we'll be right back after this quick break. All children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you are starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. 
Choose the adoptive family. Choose how much contact you want and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call 800-923-6784. Welcome back. This is Marty Caldwell, and you're with Let's Talk with Marty Caldwell. If you have any questions you'd like to send me or topics, you can go to our website also at letstalkadoption.com and fill out a form there and give me some more information. If you'd like to get a hold of our guest today is Jamon Glover. Um, You can go ahead and email me, too, at info at letstalkadoption.com, and I'll be sure to forward that over to him, too. Uh, Jamon, you had an email, too, you'd like to give out. If you want to give that email out, um, if anybody does want to contact you uh, regarding speaking, um, at maybe an event they have too. Could you go ahead and give that out now? Yes. My email address is Jamon. It's spelled jamon.glover at gmail.com. Yeah, so J-A-M-O-N Glover dot Glover at gmail.com. There's a dot right between your first and your last name. Yes. So before we left, we were talking about, you know, absentee fathers and the dilemma we have right now with this happening and a lot of women raising kids without a father figure and how difficult it is for both boys and girls because, you know, boys grow up to to be like the men they're around and girls grow up to marry the men they're around, whether it's good exactly. or bad. And so what would what suggestions do you have, um, Jamon, for let's start out with grandparents that are seeing their they're raising their own kids but they know the father's out there. Can they make any suggestions or have a heart to heart talk or talk to their daughter, uh, you know, when their father's just not around? Uh, I believe they can. Um, you know, in the Bible it talks about the older teaching the younger. Mm-hmm. And see, what happens is nobody, well, most people at least, doesn't intentionally go out and, you know, make these, produce these children and then have no intention of doing nothing for them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just have a bad relationship with the mother. Mm -hmm. And then the mother, they they have different um, reasons for not doing. Mm -hmm. But I've seen so many times where the older people will come in and they would just speak words of wisdom Mm -hmm. and say, you know, do you remember how it was when you grew up, the things you wish you could have undone, things you wish you could have learned? Well, now is your opportunity to teach that to your child yeah. because there's certain things your children are only going to learn from you. Yeah. They, get that, they get their identity from you. So keep that in mind, young man. And I've seen guys, you know, it may have took them a month or two to come by the first time, but then next thing you know, a, a couple more weeks go by, and they're spending a little bit more time. And within a year or so, they're actually they're, they're almost all the time now. And see, that's important because that's one reason that we have a lot of uh, black women that come to us and say, you know what, the father's not involved. I didn't have a father, and I want this child to go into a two-parent home because I don't want them to have what I had. I want something better. And that's why they're looking at adoption because these these guys aren't coming up and saying, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to help support you. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to actually financially support you, emotionally support you, and be there. And 
what what can women do? I mean, other than not getting involved, not getting intimate with these men prior, which is hard. I mean, that would be the ideal. Yeah. But what do, what do you suggest to these girls that are just saying, you know, this guy is just not going to do it. He's got another girlfriend. Um, you know, he's involved with uh, with uh, some drugs, some other situations. I don't even want my child around him, but I need a father figure. <clears throat> I, w- I would say to them, be be very mindful of a man by the name of Barack Obama. His father wasn't around most of his life, Mm -hmm. but his mother did a pretty good job, along with his grandparents, did a pretty good job raising him. And he had grandparents around to help him, father and Exactly. And a lot of people, a lot of people, they they think that anytime, you know, I've heard one woman tell me that um, my child doesn't need his father, my child doesn't need this, my child doesn't need that, you know. And I said, well, I would... You may not need a father, but that child does. Mm-hmm. Now, if that child's father doesn't want to be in the picture, you know, it's one thing you can't do as as the mother. You can't teach him how to be a man, predominantly because you're not a man. Yeah. You can, now, now, there are some great single moms that, that do a wonderful job with sure their children, yeah. giving them the best love and support. But that's something that only a man can give to another man. You yeah. understand what I'm saying, I Marty? I totally understand, and I, I support it because um, that's been a struggle when I've been a single mom, uh, is trying to find someone that can take you know my son out and show him things that guys do. And, uh, and, 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 you know, moms can love their kids as much as possible, but you got to, the kid, the boys have to do boy things too. And the girls have to see how you treat a woman. And yeah, if, you, exactly. if you don't have someone in that relationship and they don't see that, gee, if you have a disagreement, this is how they make up and this is how you discuss things. Kids watch more than they listen. Exactly. And I think I will repeat that again. Kids listen more than they, <laughs> they you know, watch more than they listen. And they're going to observe you and what you're doing and the people around you. And if you're around uh, losers, you know, um, yeah. they're going to end up thinking, well, that's normal. And that's why you got to pick your friends well, whether you're a mom or a dad or whatever. And the guys you're dating, you know, uh, that cute smile and that nice car, the car can go away and the smile gets wrinkly. Uh, you're going to have to look at the inside of this guy before you, you know, decide you want to have a baby with him. And, and hopefully he can have, he can, he's not commitment phobic and won't run because I see this so often in doing the adoption work that we do is that these, there's only 25% of the men involved in the children's and in, in adoption plans um, when a woman comes up pregnant and, and she has an unplanned pregnancy. Only 25% of the guys come up and say, okay, I think this is the best because we're not good together and this child deserves more and we're too young or uh, we're not a place in our life we can offer this child what they deserve. But, you know, my concern is I, I would love to see more programs available where single moms and single uh, and, and um, grandmothers and grandparents um, that are raising their grandchildren can take the kids to have these good. And I think it's got to start with the church, though, too, a good church, yes. don't you think? I think the church plays a huge role in, in it because that is the one place, especially especially historically in the black community, mm-hmm. the church was always the, the, the center for everything in the black community. Right. Whether it was uh, a, a fun day, whether it was Sunday morning service, whether it was singing in the choir, whether it was Men's Day or Women's Day programs, mm-hmm. the church has always offered so many different things, plus the role models. Yeah. You know, I think, too, is, you know, um, I, I really believe that moms, they can make uh, an effort to take the kids to church and get, get them up and get them to go in there if they're Wednesday night service or they're, whatever they're involved with. Do you think the current economy and, and the environmental impact is, is par, part of the problem, too, for, um, for the men not being involved? Um, 
Yes, I think it plays a big part because a lot of times for, for women that find themselves um, on the, the, the welfare program or, you know, the Section 8 program, programs that are designed to help, help women or help people that are, that are in need, mm -hmm. a lot of times, let's say you have a couple that's together but they're not married. Yes. Well, if the woman goes in and says, okay, it's me and my son and my son's dad, mm -hmm. well, she won't qualify for housing. I see. Because it's another adult. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to say, no, we're not together, and he don't pay no child support to get housing. Oh, I but see. So. I think some of the policies are working against families being together. And you know what? That causes them to start lying and being deceptive of the program, so then they feel bad about themselves anyway if they were brought up saying you should lie and try to deceive you know, people. Exactly. And so it starts that whole revolving of, of that, too. Do you think that... Um, any lack of education plays a role because a lot of black um, guys drop out of school. Yeah, knowledge is power. Yeah, I mean, the, boy, the, I, the I more, believe that. Yeah, the more that you know, the more valuable you become. Yeah, and I think that, and yeah, that's true. Go ahead. And if you don't expand beyond your immediate community, then you're never going to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. You won't at all, exactly. And, you know, that brings me right up to your book on how to change your life in two hours. You wrote this book. It's an easy-to-read book. Uh, it says, uh, um, from just making a living to enjoying the life you've, you've made. And uh, this is a book that uh, you wrote. Tell us a little bit about um, this book, and then I'm going to tell people how they can get it. But, um, you know, how can people, in, in a short period of time, can people really change their life in two hours? And what are some tips you can give them about that? Because this, this all leads back to... to Parenthood and fatherhood and that type of thing. Exactly. Um, I, a few years ago, I found myself in, in a strange situation where I'm married and I have these three beautiful, three beautiful children. Mm -hmm. But I'm working so much that I'm never home. Mm. And I'm when I by the time I come home, I normally have either sometimes because I was a full time student too, so I was working during the day. I was at school at night. So when I came home, I was doing homework or bringing stuff home from the office, and I wasn't spending time with my children or mm -hmm. my wife, and our relationship really started to deteriorate. Right. And I was like, you know, I, I can't do this. You know, the only thing worse than having a father is that's not there is having a father that's there but not there. Yeah, exactly. And, and I didn't want to be one you. of those fathers. Mm -hmm. Where they just don't have the time for you, and you recognize exactly. that. You recognize that, though. So, so how long did it take you to finally do something? And what did you do? Well, the first thing I did was pray because I had been doing it so long. I was kind of stuck in that rut. So I was like, okay, Lord, I need to get out of this. I don't know how. I need some help. And right, it's like a, a slideshow. I got a vision or something. And it's like a little slasher just played back from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's things that I, I wish my, my parents would have done different. Mm -hmm. So what I did in the book is I took four basic topics, like my health, my personal growth, mm -hmm. my children, and my wife. Mm -hmm. And I take a certain amount of time every day, not much time at all, and I devote to that cause. Wow. And within the first month, Marty, my life, my family life had gotten so much better in 30 days. I mean, it was unbelievable how much happier we were. And it happened gradually. I didn't even notice it until 30 days later. We were actually happy. So you just did, you just, in a couple hours a day, you actually, give us an example of what you do, would do with your kids since we're talking about fathers. 
the biggest thing I do with my kids is I let them talk to me. I mm-hmm. let them tell me about how their day was. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest, because kids, okay, they may not have as complex lives as, as adults have, but to them, what they're doing is big news. Mm-hmm. They may have not gotten the best grade on a test. They may have had an issue at school. So I said, I said, hey, what happened at school today? I asked them asked those basic questions, and they are so excited to just really tell me about them. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite game? What's your favorite TV show? What do you want to do this weekend? I mean, you know, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. things kids will say. And that's really true, and you find out a lot. We, I do a, a, a girls' night out with my daughters, and I know some friends that do guys' night out and girls' night out with their kids, and uh, I like date nights with your kids, you know. And uh, yeah. and I'll tell you at the very beginning, I I've, some of my listeners have heard this before. You know, it was very difficult. We saw it across from each other at dinner and kind of looked at each other and. Um, and then we went to a movie, and then another time we went out and did our nails, and then one time we just went walking and did different things. But um, it, even I find even gardening, I, I, my kids used to groan about gardening. Well, for Mother's Day, my daughter got me some plants and said, Mom, let's go out and plant these flowers like we used to do when, we were little, when I was a little kid. And I thought, hmm, that stuck with her, see? And so we went out there and, and, uh, and put our gloves on, and, and, and we talked. And I call it parallel communication, where you're, you're doing something together, and kids do that, and men do that really well, is if yeah. you're working together next to each other, then sitting them down and saying, I want to talk. Guys just kind of go blank, I think. Um, but it, it, you yeah, know, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's true. And so if you go out there and say, hey, I want to help you in the yard, or I want to let me hold your tools while you're working on something, they're more willing to talk sometimes if you're right there and they're working and keeping their hands busy, don't you think? Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah, and I think that's where the respect comes in, too. And asking, I think, an opinion of, of a man uh, will help. And sometimes I think, I use this word, you got to fake it till you make it. So, uh, yeah. you know, no one's perfect. And if you're looking for a perfect guy, they're not out there. Nope, and um, and and the thing is, and there's no perfect woman, so he may go look for the grass is greener. But um, many times, if they've got a child there, that child's got to be number one. And we've got to pick our 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 you know decide on pick our arguments or our fights and what's more important. And I always say, uh, you know, is it going to be important in 30 minutes or in two days? You know, if it's not, then don't sweat it. And I think uh, if guys can decide, you know, that they want to spend time with their kids, and like you said, start out small and go over there. And, yeah, you may get a little harassment like, well, look with the cat dragon, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you can just bite your tongue and just go and focus on the child and not on the comments. And if the, And if the women and whoever else is raising the children at that point could just say, thank God they're here, you know, uh, five, ten minutes is better than nothing. And then, right. and not don't badmouth the father in front of the the children. Ooh, that's the biggest thing, right there, Marty. Mm-hmm. That is the I've heard so many women tell their children, especially their their little boys, mm-hmm. that you nothing like you like your daddy. He don't spend no time with you. He ain't gonna be no good daddy. He ain't gonna yeah, be no good. Worst thing you could do. Yes. Yep. I yes. Know, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I have actually, I, I did this years ago. I had a woman in a grocery store that she was just berating her kids. And I turned around and gave her my adoption card. And I said, if you can't raise those kids, I've got families that can. I mean, my family about died. My kids go, oh my gosh, mom. And I said, you know what? And she was shocked. Mm, I and, know she was. But I, and I, I haven't done it since then, but I, I was so upset because I thought, you don't know what you're imprinting in that child's mind. When you say those negative things, and the same thing with the dads, not say anything negative about the moms. You may feel some stuff. That's what you bring up with your, your daddy, your pastor, your buddies, or something else. But when you're around those kids, you just keep your mouth quiet about their, their other parent, and you just love on them right there so they have those memories. Because you're imprinting 
memories. We call it Hallmark Minute me- memories with your yeah. children. And yeah, you're right; it's never too late. So I mean, if if there are guys out there listening today, they're in their you know teens, twenties, thirties, forties. It's never too late to pick up the phone, or just to drop by and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Or go by and at the first, the kids might not respond as well as you want, but go back again. You know, because uh, I find that a lot of times the kids just need it repeat. So the first time you may not get the reception. You got to just, you got to uh, bite the bullet and do it, don't you think? Exactly. Because sometimes in, between the mother and the child, they may be used to being disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just waiting to see if you're really going to stand up to your word. Yeah. I mean, today, Martin, me and my father, we're almost best friends. We have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that, you know, Especially, I had a lot of resentment growing up, but when I hit about 23, 24, I really wanted to know my dad. And why did you think it happened at that age? Because you were father then, or are you just more mature? Both. I, would ha- I had my first daughter at that point, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I didn't want my father to leave this earth and me not know him. Very good point, yeah, yeah. So I, I made the effort to go see him and go find him, mm-hmm. and once we build their relationship now we talk on a regular basis now we we go do the camping thing every now and then we go eat breakfast here and there and we just have a great relationship and i understand my dad didn't know how to be a dad because he didn't have a dad yeah he didn't know how to love me mm-hmm. so he figured if he couldn't love me right he, he wouldn't mess me up well and you know that's interesting right there he was afraid if he didn't know he'd mess you up so he just it just didn't do it and exactly. I, th- I think you broke that chain in your family so that now you're being a responsible father, which is really great because the girls are going to go ahead and weigh the men they date and against you uh, on this is what dad's husbands were supposed to be like. And, and, uh, and I encourage men too. you know, a lot of men have anger issues and, and other issues going on is to get some help on that. And that's why men's groups are great at church, because you're going to be talking to other people that have the same things. You're not alone. Um, there, there are a lot of men that have all kinds of anger issues. They've got uh, addictions to different things they shouldn't be addicted to, and they can overcome a lot of that stuff with help. Exactly. And uh, I think exactly. that's important, too. So, yeah, as we close here, too, uh, you know, again, we're talking about, um, you know, a lot of different topics here, but the topic today is absent black fathers. Um you know, with uh, Jamon Glover and a little bit about his book on how to change your life in two hours, which is a great book, and how you changed your life and made a better life for your, your family, your kids, your wife, and yourself. And uh, how can they get your book? Is it at uh, available online or um, at the it probably, you know, I can give the, the ISBN number. They can go and they can look it up maybe on Amazon or? Yes, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. Um, it's pretty much all over the internet. Yeah, so just you, you just go and just Google. Do a search for it. Yeah, just Google it on um, how to change your life in two hours by Jamon J A M O N Glover G L O V E R. Jamon, for your last tips, anything you can give out there about fathers um, or, or women that you can give on tips on on how to encourage us to have more fathers in, involved in our life, black fathers in our life. The biggest thing I can say, especially for those single moms out there. We just covered a few a few of those tips about not berating the father in front of the children. But the other thing, a child, there's a part of, of that child that only the father can answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Because the child gets his identity from both parents. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether you remarry, whether you or you find someone else that, that you know, that doesn't mind 
you having children that really wants to be that father figure, never isolate the birth father from that child. Right. Because it, there's always there's, there's a side to that child that nobody will ever understand except the birth father. And I think that's, that's a, yeah. Go ahead. And that's going to be questions that he's going to have. Is going to be especially a young man. Yeah, and I think yeah, it, young it, men it, learn from fathers. And they have that resentment. And they need to know that. And that's what I say in adoption, too. If you choose an adoption plan, you need to share as much information as possible about what you know about the father, if, if you know the father, and about your life, too, so that child knows that they were given in love and not because of something else. You yes, know, if you, if you can't parent that, that child, then there's someone that can, and you do the responsible thing as finding a family that you choose yourself, that you know that child can get into a good home with good, you know, they're going to be fed spiritually, emotionally, um, physically, and um, um, in all areas of their life, so that you have done the responsible thing with them, if you cannot do that. But I, I agree that people need to know, and they have those questions in their mind, I think it causes a lot of anger and anxiety with kids that they don't need in this, this world today. Exactly, I agree. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what, do you have another book coming up? Actually, I do. Anything you can share, or is it still is it still a secret? It's not a secret, but this is a title that I'm working on. Maybe you can kind of give me a little critique on it. Mm-hmm. The top five things women can do to save their marriages. Mm. Boy, we could, have a top, we could have a topic on that one. I think that's great. I think that sounds like a great topic, and I think that, you know, a lot of women out there want to save their marriages, and um, I think that um, I'm very interested in finding out more about that, maybe have you back on the show for that, because um, I think encouraging the marriage and things that women can do can really make a difference in men's lives. Men's, men are really easy to work with, and a lot of it comes down to that respect, and for men, a lot of it comes down for love, and just find out how your 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 spouse loves to be how they feel good about themselves, you know, or, or help them feel good about themselves. Um, and if you can learn that, you've got the key to a really good marriage. That's the, the, the beginning of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I just, uh, we've enjoyed this. I think we've got a lot of information out here for people. And Jamon, thank you. I hope to have you back on the show again. And I wish you the very best of your family and your marriage. All right, I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Well, this has been Marty Caldwell, and I want to thank you for joining us today on Let's Talk with Marty Caldwell. You can listen to our program on letstalkadoption.com and uh, tune in every week. We have new topics. We also have a blog on there and a newsletter you can sign up for, too. So this is Marty Caldwell. Until next week, God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. Marty Caldwell.